0: 2 Chronicles 13. In the eighteenth year of King Jeroboam, Abiah began to reign over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. There was war between Abiah and Jeroboam. Abiah joined battle with an army of valiant men of war, even 400,000 chosen men. And Jeroboam set the battle in array against him with 800,000 chosen men who were mighty men of valour. Abiyah stood up on Mount Zemaraim, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, and said, Hear me, Jeroboam, and all Israel. Ought you not to know that Yahweh, the God of Israel, gave the kingdom over Israel to David forever, even to him and his sons by a covenant of salt? And yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up and rebelled against his lord. Worthless men were gathered to him, wicked fellows who strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and tender-hearted and could not withstand them. Now you intend to withstand the kingdom of Yahweh in the hand of the sons of David. You are a great multitude, and the golden calves which Jeroboam has made for you are God's with you. Haven't you driven out the priests of Yahweh, the sons of Aaron and the Levites, and made priests for yourselves? according to the ways of the people of other lands. Whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams may be a priest of those who are not gods. But as for us, Yahweh is our God, and we have not forsaken him. We have priests serving Yahweh, the sons of Aaron and the Levites in their work. And they burn to Yahweh every morning and every evening, burnt offerings and sweet incense. They also set the show bread in order on the pure table, and the lampstand of gold with its lamps, to burn every evening. For we keep the instruction of Yahweh our God, but you have forsaken him. Behold, God is with us at our head, and his priests with the trumpets of alarm to sound an alarm against you. Children of Israel, don't fight against Yahweh, the God of your fathers, for you will not prosper. But Jeroboam caused an ambush to come about behind them, So they were before Judah and the ambush was behind them. When Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. And they cried to Yahweh and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. As the men of Judah shouted, God struck Jeroboam and all Israel before Abiah and Judah. The children of Israel fled before Judah and God delivered them into their hand. Abiah and his people killed them with a great slaughter So 500,000 chosen men of Israel fell down slain. Thus the children of Israel were brought under at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed because they relied on Yahweh, the God of their fathers. Abiah pursued Jeroboam and took cities from him, Bethel with its villages, Jeshanah with its villages, and Ephron with its villages. Jeroboam didn't recover strength again in the days of Abiah. Yahweh struck him and he died, but Abijah grew mighty and took for himself 14 wives and became the father of 22 sons and 16 daughters. The rest of the acts of Abijah, his ways and his sayings are written in the commentary of the prophet Idu. This is an interesting chapter. First of all, it's the son of Rehoboam, Abijah. Now that's spelt A-B-I-J-A-H. Some people say Abijah, which I do sometimes too, or Abijah, or Abaya, because the J can be a Y sound. It doesn't matter how you say it, just say it the same way every time, (laughs) which I've been guilty of changing my opinion. So this guy, he reigns for three years. And um, so it doesn't tell us how he dies, but it's quite likely that if you only reign for three years, you don't die of old age. Now it says here that he drew his forces together, 400,000 men, Against the forces of Jeroboam, eight hundred thousand men. So that's this is a big battle here. You've got one point two million soldiers, four hundred thousand on this side, eight hundred thousand on this side, and they're going to go at each other. But Abiah, the king of Judah, says to Jeroboam, he says, "You guys have forsaken the Lord. Now Abijah himself wasn't following the Lord wholeheartedly. He, <laughs> you've only got to go back to kind of like kings, and you, you you know, he kind of followed the Lord, but it, it's not like King David, it's, it's weak. It's like kind of a weak Christianity, so to speak. And yet with his weakness, he's saying to, to Jeroboam, you blokes have forsaken the Lord. You've made your own gods that are not even gods. And you're, you know, you're worshiping them, worshiping like the other nations, but we are worshiping Yahweh. Well, while he's giving him this grand speech, telling him you've done the wrong thing, there's, um, you know, an ambush. So Jeroboam sends a bunch of his army around to the back to kind of like try to encircle. Now if you can encircle an army so that they can't get out, but there's no supply lines and there's no escape route and you're outnumbered, which in this case they were outnumbered two to one, they're in trouble. (laughs) I'm no military strategist, but I know that you don't want to be encircled if you have less numbers. So this is like the entire army of Judah right here, but they cry out to the Lord. And the Lord delivers them they actually end up defeating an army that's trying to encircle them that's twice their size and this is amazing and there are five hundred thousand casualties from Israel it doesn't tell us how many other casualties but that's more than half a million people die in one battle the Battle of Zemaraim. now um, that's to put this into historical perspective possibly the biggest key battle. Now, World War II was a war where, you know, 60 million people, something like that died, or 80 million people. A lot of people died in World War II. A lot of civilians died, people died all over the place, ships were sunk at sea, you know, 10,000 dying at a time, all this type of stuff. But there was one battle, which was Stalingrad, where the Germans, so the Germans and the Russians are fighting each other. And this was considered the key, one of the key turning points of World War II, where the Germans suffered their first major loss when the Russians defeated them. Now, the German casualties at Stalingrad were 500,000. Same number here, half a million soldiers, 410,000 dead, 90,000 wounded in this one battle, which lasted six months. But here in the Bible Battle of Zimmerim, we've got half a million of the enemy of Israel defeated, killed in not six months. This is presumably just a few days, so this is a lot of people to die in just a few days. So we're talking a very, very significant battle. Um, there's a page on this on Wikipedia, but it doesn't say very much because there's not anything really about archae- there's nothing really archaeological that's been discovered for this. But I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at some point if they discover. A location which they work out is Zemaraim, And when they dig, they find, you know, swords and helmets and things like that would not surprise me at all. Most Christians have probably never heard of this battle. You've probably never heard of it. I've read the Bible many times and for some reason, it's never ever stuck in my memory. But this is a battle with 1.2 million combatants. It's a big battle, there's a lot of death. And what's the most striking thing about this battle is that the leader, Abiyah the king of Judah is a weak believer he's not following the Lord wholeheartedly and yet he cries out to God and says, Lord help and the Lord m- helps him mightily and they have a great victory and I think about that and I think now is that a picture of grace <laughs> because you it does not matter how strong a believer you think you are you're a weak believer I'm not trying to rub it in and make you feel bad. What I'm trying to say is that if we all had to be perfect to have our prayer answered, no one would ever get their prayer answered. But the Lord has turned his ear to the humble. He has his ear turned to the people who know they're weak and they know they need his help, and that's all of us. Doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, that's you. <laughs> and uh, if, if we fall into the trap of thinking we're strong Christians, and we start becoming proud of our faith, um, that's when we, we should be concerned. That's Jeroboam in this story. He is a person that was assured, thought that he was fine and he ends up losing. So I guess it's, this is, first of all, it's a great battle. It, the lesson of the chapter is that the Lord's with those who cry out to him and you can be weak. You can, you can lack strength and be outnumbered and have no power and, and, and yet the Lord is attentive to those who cry out to him. Lord, we thank you for that, because we need you so much. I ask you to help us to be strong. Lord, I thank you for that scripture that says, let the weak say, I am strong. Well, look, we're not strong on our own. We're strong because of you. Lord, deliver us from evil and from sin and from all these. uh, Lord, you said you would deliver us from every evil attack. Deliver us, Lord. And may the body of Christ be strengthened and whole in Jesus' name. Amen.